In a civil proceeding or criminal prosecution under the common law or under statute, a defendant may raise a defense in an effort to avert civil liability or criminal conviction. A defense is put forward by a party to defeat a suit or action brought against the party, and may be based on legal grounds or on factual claims. Besides contesting the accuracy of an allegation made against the defendant in the proceeding, the defendant may also make allegations against the prosecutor or plaintiff or raise a defense, arguing that, even if the allegations against the defendant are true, the defendant is nevertheless not liable. Acceptance of a defense by the court completely exonerates the defendant and not merely mitigates the liability. The defense phase of a trial occurs after the prosecution phase, that is, after the prosecution rests. Other parts of the defense include the opening and closing arguments and the cross-examination during the prosecution phase. Since a defense is raised by the defendant in a direct attempt to avoid what would otherwise result in liability, the defendant typically holds the burden of proof. For example, a defendant who is charged with assault may claim provocation, but they would need to prove that the plaintiff had provoked the defendant. Common Law Defenses In common law, a defendant may raise any of the numerous defenses to limit or avoid liability. These include Lack of personal or subject matter jurisdiction of the court, such as diplomatic immunity. In law, this is not a defense as such but an argument that the case should not be heard at all. Failure to state a cause of action or other insufficiencies of pleading. Any of the affirmative defenses. Defenses conferred by statute, such as a statute of limitations or the statute of frauds. Ex turpi causa non oritor actio, the action against the defendant arises from an illegality. Volenti non fit injuria, consent by the victim or plaintiff. In pari delicto, both sides equally at fault. Act of God is an unforceable natural phenomenon which involves no human agency due directly to natural causes which cannot be foreseen. Necessity harm done to prevent a greater evil is not actionable even though the harm was caused intentionally. Mistake whether a fact or of law is no defense to action. The law permits use of reasonable force to protect one's person or property. If force is used for self-defense they will not be liable for harm. Unclean hands. In addition to defenses against prosecution and liability, a defendant may also raise a defense of justification, such as self-defense and defense of others or defense of property. In English law, one could raise the argument of a contramandatum, which was an argument that the plaintiff had no cause for complaint. Strategies We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. Yeah. 
25 Saturday nights, 50 matches, all season long on ION. Alan Frenchel Williams slips through. Here's a shot, and it's in. This is a game changer for sports. Sabina takes a shot herself. Hammers it home. Oh, my goodness. See the full schedule and find where to watch at IONNWSL.com. The defense in a homicide case may attempt to present evidence of the victim's character to try to prove that the victim had a history of violence or of making threats of violence that suggest a violent character. The goal of presenting character evidence about the victim may be to make more plausible a claim of self-defense, or in the hope of accomplishing jury nullification in which a jury acquits a guilty defendant despite its belief that the defendant committed a criminal act. Costs. Litigation is expensive and often may last for months or years. Parties can finance their litigation and pay for their attorney's fees or other legal costs in a number of ways. A defendant can pay with their own money, through legal defense funds, or legal financing companies. For example, in the United Kingdom, a defendant's legal fees may be covered by legal aid. Diminished capacity. In criminal law, diminished responsibility, or diminished capacity, is a potential defense by excuse by which defendants argue that although they broke the law, they should not be held fully criminally liable for doing so, as their mental functions were diminished or impaired. Diminished capacity is a partial defense to charges that require that the defendant act with a particular state of mind. For example, if the felony murder rule does not apply, first-degree murder requires that the state prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant acted with premeditation, deliberation, and the specific intent to kill, all three are necessary elements of the state's case. If evidence exists, Sufficient to create a reasonable doubt as to whether the defendant because of mental illness or defect possessed the capacity to premeditate, deliberate or form the specific intent to kill then the state cannot convict the defendant of first-degree murder. This does not mean that the defendant is entitled to an acquittal. The defendant still might be convicted of second-degree murder which only requires that the defendant act with general malice. The defense's acceptance in American jurisdictions varies considerably. The majority of states have adopted it by statute or case decision, and a minority even recognize broader defenses such as irresistible impulse. Some U.S. states restrict the defense to the charge of murder only where a successful defense will result in a manslaughter conviction instead of murder. Until recently, the Republic of Ireland did not accept the partial defense. The Irish Supreme Court had rejected the existence of the defense in DPP v. O'Mahony. The case was recently abrogated, However, by enactment of the criminal law, Insanity, Act 2006, effective June 1, 2006. The Act, in pertinent part, specifically adopted the partial defense for the charge of murder where a successful defense will result in a manslaughter conviction instead of murder. The defense is to be contrasted with insanity which is a complete but affirmative defense. In most jurisdictions a defendant would be acquitted on the grounds of insanity if the defendant established to the satisfaction of the jury that he suffered from such a mental disease or defect that he was unable to appreciate the consequences of his actions or did not know what he was doing was wrong. As noted a successful insanity defense will result in acquittal although a number of jurisdictions have adopted the guilty but insane verdict. The defense of insanity and diminished capacity although clearly distinct are not inconsistent defenses and both may be at issue in the same case. The critical distinctions are that diminished capacity is a partial, negating defense, negates an element of the state's case, with the burden on the state to show that the defendant acted with the requisite state of mind while insanity is a complete but affirmative defense, the defendant bearing the burden of proving that he was legally insane. 
This is an aspect of a more general insanity defense, see the Mitten Rules. The defense was first recognized by Scottish common law to reduce the punishment of the partially insane. It developed from the practice of juries in the 19th century of returning verdicts of guilty with a recommendation as to mercy or mitigation of sentence to reflect any extenuating circumstances. In a series of decisions, given mainly by Lord Joss, a doctrine grew that various types of mental weakness could have the effect of reducing what would otherwise be a conviction for murder, which attracted capital punishment, to one for culpable homicide, where the courts had greater discretion in sentencing. An example of a diminished capacity might be extremely low intelligence. In the English case of R. V. Raven, a man who had a physical age of 22 years but a mental age of only 9 years felt provoked by homosexual advances and killed his perceived attacker. His mental deficiency was not in dispute and, since a child of nine years would not have been criminally responsible, and his mental responsibility for his acts was substantially impaired, manslaughter was the only realistic verdict. The rationale of the defense is that, as a precondition to punishment, the criminal law requires conduct to be voluntary. If something interferes with the capacity of the individual to choose to break the law, this should be reflected by an excuse or exculpation. The law should balance the need to be fair to the individual wrongdoer, but equally offer some protection to society from a person who may not have complete control over their behavior. The effect of the defense varies between the jurisdictions and depends on the offense charged. In some cases, it will result in a full excuse and therefore produce a verdict of not guilty. In others, it offers only exculpation to a degree, resulting in the substitution of a lesser offense, for example, manslaughter instead of murder or a mitigated sentence. United States Federal Law The U.S. Sentencing Guidelines provide, a downward departure may be warranted if, 1. The defendant committed the offense while suffering from a significantly reduced mental capacity, and, 2. The significantly reduced mental capacity contributed substantially to the commission of the offense. State Law California was the first state in the U.S. to adopt the diminished capacity defense, beginning with People v. Wells and People v. Gorshin. The doctrine would soon be abolished by ballot initiative in 1982 following the negative publicity surrounding the case of Dan White, who had killed George Moscone and Harvey Milk. While White's defense team did argue successfully for a ruling of diminished capacity, resulting in a verdict of voluntary manslaughter rather than murder, an urban legend that the defense had blamed White's actions on the ingestion of sugar and junk food, the so-called Twinkie defense, sprang up out of inaccurate media coverage. One participant in the debate over diminished capacity rulings waved a Twinkie in the air to make his point. Currently, the California Penal Code states, 2002, the defense of diminished capacity is hereby abolished, there shall be no defense of diminished capacity, diminished responsibility, or irresistible impulse. English Law Section 2 of the Homicide Act 1957 states, 1. Where a person kills or is party to a killing of another, he shall not be convicted of murder if he was suffering from an abnormality of mental functioning which a. rose from a medical condition b. substantially impaired d's ability to do one or more of the things mentioned in subsection 1a and c. provides an explanation for d's acts and omissions in doing or being a party to the killing. 1a. Those things are a. to understand the nature of d's conduct b. to form a rational judgment c. to exercise self-control. 1b. For the purposes of subsection, 1c. An abnormality of mental functioning provides an explanation of d's conduct if it causes, or is a significant contributory factor in causing, d to carry out that conduct.